Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Well, after the emotional disaster at the end of yesterday's show, we rejoin you again today. <laughs> Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15, almost warping online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. A great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a fabulous service department that backs it all up with fabulous technicians that take care of the life of the vehicle. We welcome in the king of his castle. He made a certain point of it yesterday that there was no doubt who was in charge. I do what I got to do for my team. That's all. But when it comes to my baseball team, the Yankees, I have a major, major gripe with the umpiring today. I don't know if you saw it, Steve, what happened in the bottom of the first inning. Yankees are tied at three now with Cleveland. Rubber game of their three-game set. But in the bottom of the first, the inning looks like it's over as the Yankees get a double up the the uh, Guardians. Aaron Hicks made a nice sliding catch in center field, double up a runner at second, inning over. Yankees get out of a jam. But then you go through the commercial break, then you come back and nobody's on the field, and you have the umpiring crew talking with each other near the Guardians dugout about the previous play, the sliding catch by Hicks. Normally the rule is in Major League Baseball if you want to challenge a play you have to raise your hand with, and then within 15 seconds your video has to, uh, crew has to give you the decision whether you want to challenge or not and then that's it. But we come back from the break, nobody's on the field you had this conference with the umpires near the Guardians dugout and Terry Francona and then all of a sudden, they say the play's under review. But the Guardians and Terry Francona never signaled, according to the Yankees broadcast, to challenge the call. Like, he didn't even raise his hand initially. So the time looked like it had way, way passed to get it in. And you look at the replay, it was clear it was going to get overturned because the ball was underneath the glove of Aaron Hicks. Therefore, it would allow a run to score, and runners would have been at the corners with one out, I believe. And so they go back, and they review the play. And then, of course, they overturn it. Then all of a sudden, the Yankees think they're out of the inning. They're, like, long, like, just about ready to start their at-bats for the top of the second. Then all of a sudden, Clark Schmidt has to come out and pitch, and then he gives up two runs. And it's played a big part of the game because you're tied at three. Now the Yankees have come back to tie the game. But really, it should be a 3-1 game right now. So I, I don't so understand the, where... So I, let, me get the, let me get this straight. He did not make the catch? He did not make the catch. 
Okay, we're done. Okay. All right, good. Uh, so, but that's not the point. The point is, the, the point is, Andy. No, 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 no. The point is that you want to cheat. I got it. Okay? It's You know, it's not easy being the king of your castle. You can't have everything your own way. Your kid's running around in a T.J. Watt jersey, and guess what? The umpire's got the call right. Okay. No, they done. got it wrong. Because the Guardians ran out of time from... Did, did Daddy catch the ball? No, but it was long after they could review okay. it. That's the problem. Excuse me. You Excuse snooze, me. you Your lose. Honor, I rest my case. I rest my case. We're done. You snooze, you lose. That's how the rules are in the Major League Baseball. Stick with it. And then Aaron Boone gets thrown out because he got a little upset with the call. And that's my well, part two of my Well, Yankees came back after he got thrown out. Yankees came back after he got thrown out. Yeah, because Cleveland doesn't deserve to win the game. Sure I don't see if the do. Yankees can hang on here. Did, okay. Did Hicks make the catch? No, he did not. Then we're done. Okay. It's, it's actually pretty simple. Did he make the catch? No. So you don't have a problem with the way they handled the nope. replay? Nope. Even though it no. wasn't in the parameters of how they set replay? Doesn't matter to me. Could care less. I mean, Seriously. I mean, right. it happens with football all the time. You got If you don't get the red no. challenge flag out, you don't have the officials crowd around and say, oh, we got the call wrong. We'll let him challenge after two plays later. That doesn't happen. You made a mistake. Of course it doesn't You blew happen. the call. The, the, the team who had the call against them didn't get that challenge in. You move on. It happens. Would you like me to go over to Brewer's Outlet and buy some cheese to go with your wine? <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, you might as well get something out of this because you're not correct. <laughs> and and here and here's the, my other beef with this. It, if you it, know it, you it missed a call, ma- don't throw out the opposing manager when he's in your face. I don't care if he curses the alphabet to you and calls you every name under the sun. You don't throw him out for your own mistake. I'm sorry. Did Aaron Hicks, get over did yourself? Did Aaron Hicks make the catch? Did Aaron Hicks make the catch? He did not make the catch. Then they got the call right. Yeah, but not in time. I'm all for getting the call Did right, Hick- but do it in the parameters of the rules. No, you're not. No, you're not. Okay? You're all for getting the call that works for your team. If they had... Right? There is no time they, There is no time limit in baseball. There's a 15-second time limit. They just changed that this year. If you want you have... First, you have to raise your hand Did so you want Aaron to look at Hicks it. Make- Did Aaron Hicks make the catch? No. Then the call was correct. It didn't go your way, which now means you're back being in the fetal position, but that's okay. I thought I saw Aaron Boone put up a P for protest. The Yankees should protest this game, hands down. They're stupid if they don't. I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting in New York and go, he didn't make the catch. It's the it's the right call. So in other words, the score is legitimately three three. Yeah, but New York didn't get the call on time. That's the problem. I have no problem getting the call right, but they didn't get the call in in time. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. He raised his hand. Fifteen seconds went past. Every every player went to the dugout. You're You're about to go to the top of the second, and all of a sudden now we change the rules. You're okay with the umpires getting the call wrong. If they, if they, I'm not okay with them getting it wrong. You are, you are okay with them getting the call wrong. If they, it didn't happen this, within the 15 seconds, you admit you, you blew the call, the Guardians didn't get the challenge in, and you move on. It happens. 
Sorry, it happens. Umpires blow calls all the time, but don't try to re make everything right when it's way past the time. If he had got it, if they had got it within the 15 second parameter, if he had raised his hand, they got this challenge in within 15 seconds, and they changed the call. Fine, it happens. It's a little That's different fine. when it, it's a little different when it's in the middle of the inning as opposed to the end of the inning. It's way different. Because you're not affecting anything at that point. You're in a commercial break. Okay? Did they get the call right? In that essence, yeah. Case closed. You lose. So this is what you're going to teach your kids. Sorry, Luke. You only had 15 seconds to tell little Mark that uh, the ball's his. This is what we're going to teach him? All I'm saying are rules are rules. Oh, so in other words, it's okay then. So this is what you're going to teach your kids? I teach you to play within the rules. Okay. So so it's not a catch, which in the rules is you have to catch the ball. So it's okay to get away with something. It's still it's a teaching point for both sides. Aaron Hicks could have made the it's play. Bad, it was a tough it's play. It's been a bad two days for you. you. You know, you're mad at your wife about buying your your son a TJ Watt jersey, and today you're whining, moaning, and complaining because the umpires in the end got the call right. No, senor! No, senor! Holy cow. No, senor! I mean, I thought you'd at least be happy that Volpe finally got a hit. I think it snapped a 200-game uh, hitless streak. <laughs> well, yes, that was nice. You know why? Because he was at the top of the lineup. Brilliant move. So it's okay if it goes in your team's favor. I would have been okay if it went to the Guardians' favor. Had it, had it gone in the Yankees' actually you would actually you would not have. Had it gone in the Yankees' favor, would have said, "Yeah, they missed that one, but they you didn't get it in." You wouldn't have brought it up. You wouldn't have brought it up. You wouldn't have brought it up. I would have. You would not have brought it up. But because it's the Yankees, and you would against a little billion-dollar team. I mean, what's your payroll? Two hundred and eighty million or something like that. What's the What's the Guardians' payroll? Fifty-six, sixty. Probably sounds accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So they get the call right in favor of the $60 million team. The $280 million team should be able to overcome it, right? So far, they've come back to tie the game. Perhaps what a gut. What? I'll tell you, what a gutsy team. <laughs> you know why? Oh, because of the bat of so Franchi Cordero, who now leads the team with 11 RBIs and two monster shots in a row. Wow. He hit, so you're he telling to tie me, the game. So in other words, he's hitting better than the $500 billion guy you've got in right field? They are tied for the team leading home runs. Wow. So they went to the bargain basement and like, when's the last time Judge got a hit? Struck out swinging, fly to right, walk. He had a hit last night. 
Yeah, what a big day for him. Okay. Yeah, okay. He might have had multiple is... hits last night. I have to go that back and look. Game is gee, that average is dropping like a stone. Hmm. Hmm. He's gonna be in Giancarlo Stanton range shortly. What's Stanton? Two fifty six? Wow. Hmm. That's a lot of money for a two fifty six guy. Grounded the second, struck out swinging, struck out swinging. Hmm. Doesn't seem like much of a threat. Today, no. Last night, everybody hit. Like most days, no. He is overpaid. All right. Got a lot of guys on that team that fall into that category. You guys just, like, blow money, don't you? Right? And not only that, like, you have a lousy replay system. All right, so. No good! No good! No good! took away my out. Did he catch it? No, but they took it away. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm all for honesty in the game. Aren't you? I am. Are they good? Then we're all settled. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Steve Jones along with the king of his castle. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. No God! No God! Iceberg, right ahead! Thank you. Iceberg, right ahead! On the starboard, starboard! We take you to the Yankee dugout. the engines okay here we go like guess what i know i know we didn't catch it but it'll be okay we're gonna miss the iceberg i'm telling you 
no matter what the umpires think. I mean, sure, it's not the right thing to teach the kids that it's okay to be wrong. I don't know why they're not turning. I don't know why they're not turning. Keep turning. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you right now, we're going to get away with it. We're going to get away with it. They'll never notice that he didn't catch it. They'll never notice. The engine folded in the head. I said the guys Get the guys to the plate. They'll never notice. Okay, here it comes. Okay, oh no. Oh, this doesn't look good. Oh, geez, you didn't catch it. Oh no. The entire inning comes crashing down. Oh no. The Guardians might score. to be found. They threw him out. <laughs> Another big day for you. Oh, no. The entire ship is exploding. Hard to port. Hard to port. Now forget it. Uh, welcome to another season of Yankee baseball. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Blue Jay, the uh, double, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays don't lose. Okay, you want to know why? They just go out, play ball, don't worry about calls. Yeah, they're eleven to know. They don't need calls when they're playing the Little Sisters of the Poor for the first four series. Oh, everybody plays the same schedule, you know. Exactly. Wake me up when they start playing real competition. You've got like a $50 billion payroll. Why are you so worried about who everybody plays? Oh, what do you know? IKF just made another error in the infield. Well, he's highly paid. I mean, your payroll's higher than the entire gross domestic product of Ghana. (laughs) IKF and Gleyber Torres are the very definition of showing young ballplayers what not to do in the infield. Well, after yesterday's last half hour... That wasn't exactly a shining example to husbands across the area. <laughs> well, I'll forgive him. The Yankees just got a double play, so crisis averted. Oh, thank goodness. A reason to live. Next half hour, we'll actually talk about legitimate sports without the whining. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Almost Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory with great warranties, great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a fabulous service department that backs it all up with great technicians at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online, 
sunburymotors.com. We've got a lot to get to. One quick note on the Yankee thing with you. The reason it was discovered, it was it was put up on the video board in the, in, in the ballpark. Correct. And I have pointed out once, I've pointed out a thousand times, every replay should be on the video board for the fans in the stadium, the arena, the ballpark, whatever it is to see. You should never have the home experience be better than the in-arena ballpark stadium experience. Always. So it doesn't, you know, just as, just as an aside, right, it happens all the time. Dick and I will sit there for basketball. It's, it's worse than basketball. We're like, okay, can you show the can you show the replay? Come on, show the replay, right? Football is like a hit or miss thing, right? The people at home should not be getting the benefit of okay every replay. And also, in baseball, does this? They do announce to the to the crowd what the result is. Football does it as well. Basketball should be doing it. College basketball. The NBA does do it. They've got that mic set up, and the official tells you what happened. Instead of, I'm going to come over here, and I'm going to tell you the TV announcers what happened. Well, you know, it's a whole wide world out there, okay? How about everybody in the arena that paid money to be there? Why why do they have to have the public address announcers sort of guess what, what they mean by it? And that's, you know, they've, you know you've got this technology. You've got to use it. And sometimes right? the public address announcer doesn't even get told by the officials. That's exactly right. <laughs> and that's a big, that's a huge problem. Exhibit A. Right? right? I, mean, I mean, they've got to sort this out. You have all this money coming in now, okay? And I'm talking about the conferences. Not, I don't mean just the individual teams, but the conferences, okay? Mike up the lead official. Let him explain to the crowd and TV at the same time what the replay was about. What's so difficult about it? It's not. They've got to change it. Okay, so that aside. And to me, that was an aside of this. Big Ten has a new commissioner, Tony Petiti, officially announced. I know very little about him except the resume. The resume with Major League Baseball, the resume with CBS, the time he worked with uh, MLB. I think he, you know, and he's well-respected by all the TV people, ESPN, Fox, everybody. The Big Ten has its TV deal set. And, but... He will be somebody moving forward that when it comes to deals such as these, he'll be a big plus in terms of what it means to sit down at the negotiating table and hammer out a deal and why. Next time the deal comes up for the Big Ten, and the negotiating on that will be six to seven years from now, probably six years from now is when they'll probably start with it. But... um, We'll see what the landscape is. The Big Ten has gone in with the NFL model of linear TV, a Fox, CBS, NBC. In fact, fact, Todd Blackledge was at uh, practice last night and had a nice talk with him for a while at practice. Uh, They're looking forward to NBC is looking forward to it. And he's looking forward to locking in on a conference 
as much as he really loved being at ESPN, and he did. Right, there are several, you know, he talked to me about the factors about the NBC deal. One of the side factors happened to be was like back in the day when he was at CBS with Vern Lundquist, they had the SEC. And he was talking to me about it. He said, what an advantage to see a team a second time in a season as opposed to going in and trying to learn something about somebody the first time you see them, and it's in November. Um, but that's the linear model that the Big Ten has moving forward. Yes, will there be a, a few basketball games, I think as many as nine in a season, on Peacock streaming? Yes. Uh, but for the most part, it is a linear deal. He won't have to worry about that until down the line. The big part will be the integration of USC and UCLA into the conference. Other people are already working on it. But this guy is well-respected across the board. I really don't know much about him other than the resume and how respected he is by people that are within the industry. So that is, you know, that's the Big Ten as a commissioner. The big part that they will encounter as commissioner out of the gate will be the expansion of the college football playoff. ESPN will have the deal when it goes to 12 in 24 and 25. Then it'll be open negotiating. And this is where Greg Sankey and Petiti are going to have uh, a lot on the on the plate here because... There's going to be a push, I think, number one, to go from 12 to 16. We'll start with that. A push from multiple networks. And also, on the part of the Big Ten and the SEC, there might be a push to do this the way the NCAA basketball tournament is done, in units where you advance more money instead of taking the money and dividing it up. And that's a big part of this. More money, would you be, you know, how are you going to divide it up? Okay? And the the SEC wants that. The question will, will be, will Tony Batiti be the guy that advances that as well on the part of the Big Ten? Will he join Greg Sankey in that idea of the more the merrier? In other words, you want to get three Big Ten teams into the 16-team tournament, and the first round you win in advance, are we going to do this like units, like the NCAA men's basketball tournament, or are you going to keep it where everybody's getting equal, equal cuts and shares? And that will be a major negotiating point for this commissioner, along with Greg Sankey of the SEC, and will be opposed by the other commissioners, but what what ends up winning out based on the TV negotiations, and this guy knows TV. That'll be a big part of it. The group that needs his expertise is the Pac-12, and they still have nothing. I mean, nobody knows what's going on with that. Keep going with all the solidarity. We're doing great. We're doing great. We're doing great. Meanwhile, the Pac-12 is listing. 
Yeah, I mean, and that college football playoff part is a critical component. For example, to both Washington and Oregon, that automatic bid that gets you into the college football playoff. In a lot of ways, that's the part that's keeping them engaged in the Pac-12. And if you're thinking about expansion with the Big Ten, to me, with Big Ten expansion, if the Pac-12 works out something, maybe in five years, you can start thinking about that. But I think you've got to get USC and UCLA integrated first to see how this works going coast to coast. And always remember the other element that goes with this. And that is not just the integration of it. You have networks right now that have invested a ton of money in the Big Ten. I think it's a lot to go back and ask them for more. Because now we get two new teams. And if I'm a TV network, I'm saying we already have a deal. However you want to divide up the money, you divide up the money. Well, we have a signed contract. I mean, that's how I would look at it. If I were, you know, if I were on the TV side, I'd be looking at him going, okay, great. I mean, seriously, that's... CBS is already putting a lot of money in. NBC is already putting a lot of money in. Fox is putting a ton of money in. You're going to go back and ask them for more? Really? I'd be looking and going, uh, look, you already have the best dealings in college sports. We can't give you more. Cannot give you more. And to me, that's a big part of it. I mean, can't give you more. And there's a reason why they can't give more. I mean, how much more are you supposed to keep giving to it? Because you added two teams. It's not, you know, and everybody th- looks at streaming. Streaming is is important. It's going to be important. It's going to be interesting to see what the TV landscape is like at the end of this decade as to what the streaming balance is with linear. But the NFL and the Big Ten have gone all in on linear. And so is the SEC. I mean, you know, there'll be some... Between SEC Network and ESPN, I mean, they've gone all in on linear. Some Big 12 games, for example, are going to be on ESPN Plus streaming. And I mentioned some Big 10 basketball games, I think it's nine, will be on Peacock. But Amazon, which has laid off some people, has has internally said, hey, look, we're not going to go into deals where we're going to give money out. They want to make a profit on what they're doing with it. And they've told their negotiators it has to be a for-profit enterprise. And then again, we don't know what ESPN is going to happen, with you know, because obviously the, the layoffs are coming. But the Pac-12 has got a big problem right now. And the Big Ten has its commissioner. And I think, I know a lot of people think that there is, um, 
endless money on on the TV side. There is not. Some people think that you know it's going to be maybe down the line it's going to be twenty four Big Ten teams, twenty four SEC teams. Maybe I don't know. But you also have to figure out how to integrate everybody. It's a little easier for the SEC because Texas and Oklahoma, at least geographically, will be an easier integration for them as opposed to the Big Ten, which is going to add in USC and UCLA. And because of the the distance to travel and the time to travel, it does become far more problematic. And it's not it, it is a more difficult integration as compared to Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. And that's what Tony Petiti will have to deal with initially. But I think where his value is going to come into play is when the college football playoff expands to 12. Okay, that's going to be easy. But when it goes in 2026, and the negotiations on that would start in the middle of next year, maybe the end of next year, where they start negotiating a new TV deal for the college football playoff. He'll be important and get a lot of input in that and has the TV experience to do it. And he's got the Big Ten behind him, along with, obviously, what Greg Sankey has behind him. And that's an important, that'll be an important element. How is that going to be structured? Is everybody going to get the same? Or do you get more money for having more teams in? And do you get more money per round you win? I don't know. And that's what that's what they have to work out. That will be the integration of USC and UCLA initial, and there's already a group working on it, so you've got people working on it. And then the college football playoff part, working on that. All right. We'll take a break. Um I apologize to you, Matt. I, I wanted to talk about some emotional stuff, but I figured we'd better talk about some sports. It's perfectly fine with me. Yankees do lead now, four to three. By the way, it's it's uh, it's April twelfth. It's irrelevant. We'll come back with more in a moment here on uh, News Radio ten seventy WK. Okay. Still anticipating the normal kind of original spring game setup. You said you hope that you'd have enough. Is that the plan for Saturday? That's the plan. Yep. This is what we talked about yesterday. Were you listening to the show yesterday? Just like, yes, I remember us talking about it yesterday. We talked okay, about it. He... Talked about it last week, but this was okay, just good, the good. confirmation from get... the head coach. I mean, you got so wrapped up in telling everybody <laughs> that you know that you're the king of your castle. I mean, it's, yeah, okay. no, I'm just letting everybody hear it from the head coach himself. That's all. Okay, this, this kind of matches up with what we said last week. I don't know. I'm a little worried about your like like retention. Salt Lake would like to have a major league baseball uh, major league baseball franchise. They threw their hat into the ring today, uh, discussing it. Uh, Salt Lake City, believe it or not, is larger than four other markets that currently have a major league baseball team, which is which is interesting. Uh, they are the third group that has put their hat into the expansion um, ring 
to go with Portland and Nashville. Nashville, at one point, you know, Dave Dombrowski was the Phillies general manager. He was actually on the payroll with the Nashville group trying to help them get an expansion team. Uh, the Salt Lake Bees are the AAA affiliate of the Angels. And they averaged uh, nearly 6,000 a game last year. But it's already a major league city because they have the Jazz. But believe it or not, Salt Lake City is actually, as a market, larger than Kansas City, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, and San Diego. I mean, its population, the metro area, is about 3.3 million. Not bad. Not bad at all. And I didn't mention Las Vegas because I think every I think the reason I mentioned Las Vegas, I think most people think the A's are going to end up in Las Vegas. The question is then going to be what's going to happen with Tampa Bay? And Tampa Bay has obviously to the credit of the Rays, they're obviously a good franchise. They're well run. But they don't have anybody watching their games. And that, that that is such a problem. They just can't get anything going market-wise. And even when they have games, for example, like oh, there's a percentage of the crowd in almost every game they play that's for the other team. When the Yankees go in there, I mean, this Yan- I mean it, it's like the Yankees are playing a home game, right, when they go down there. And you know, of course, the Yankees train there, um, but that that's that is such a huge problem for them. And here they are; they're off to what an eleven and zero start. And and when you look at um, what they've done to this point. Tampa Bay is averaging; they've had eight home games so far. They're eleven and zero. They're averaging sixteen thousand seven hundred a game. They are twenty seventh in attendance. They're behind the Pirates. Now I know that's not the same market. The Dodgers are first at forty nine thousand a game. Toronto, Toronto. Let's give Toronto credit. They had, well, that was their opener, forty two thousand. But the Cardinals, the Padres, the Phillies. Phillies are averaging forty thousand a game right now. I mean, they're fifth. In, in attendance. But Tampa, they're down, again, they're in that bottom five again. They've got to figure out what to do there. And do they end up, for example, maybe they're the one that goes to Nashville, which then opens up the Portland-Salt Lake thing. Portland is well-organized, well-funded. It sounds like Salt Lake is well-funded and seems like they're well-organized. And let's face it, you don't want to expand by one. You want to keep it at an even number. You expand by two. And by the way, the Mariners would love to have Portland in. You're like, well, why? It's so close because they they're the mileage. I was, I've talked to Dave Sims about this. You know, Dave and I go back 35 years. He's the play-by-play voice of the Mariners. Dave says, you won't believe how much we have to travel during the course of the year. Long trips. Everything's a long trip for them. Having Portland there would help out so much. 
Believe me, the Vancouver Canucks were all for the Seattle Kraken coming in in the NHL. And by the way, Seattle, baseball-wise, they're averaging 31,000 a game. 